David Watts on Mix 93.8. My special guest in studio tonight, he is a speaker, a published author, and now a podcaster as well. Ryan Hope, right down from here. False teeth back Should I have a crack at this myself, David? <laughs> could, could you introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, David. I am Ryan Hogarth, a speaker, <laughs> podcaster, and author. So good to meet you, Ryan Hogarth, speaker, podcaster, and author. Um... Ryan, we've, you've been around radio a bit. Uh, yes. We've known each other for a while. Yes. Um, and uh, I noticed over the last little while you were doing, you're doing a couple of different bits and pieces. And I saw that uh, your latest keynote, the thing that you're passionate about, is something that you call the new normal. Mm. Now, the question begs, what, what the hell is that? Is this new normal? Well, I, you know, my, okay, so I'm primarily a speaker, a professional conference speaker, and I, for the last seven years or so, uh, have been speaking in and around this topic. In the early days, it was very much about social media. You know, eight, seven, eight years ago, social media was becoming a thing for business. It was, it was now big enough that business had to pay attention and do something about it, and no one had any clue what to do or how to deal with it and integrate it and make it a productive tool. Um, but what was interesting to me is how, uh, how things are evolving because of technology, whether it's social media or our phones or digital in general, is how relationships are evolving. Business relationships, workforces, customers and brands. And that's what has kind of held my interest in what I talk about. So the new normal speaks to that. You know, there's a new way of doing almost anything. And so I tell stories around that. Uh, for, you know, one example is the whole idea of ownership. We, we, we came out of a time last century where owning things was a big thing. And, and uh, David, I don't know what your music collection is like being in radio, but we've all got at least one friend who when you go to their house, they've got shelves of, of CDs or DVDs that they've collected, and they're very proud of it. And mm. so it was all about owning stuff, whereas we're seeing now more and more people don't want to own stuff. You know, I don't want to own a thousand CDs. I just want access. So whether it's Google Play Music or uh, Apple iTunes, whatever it is, I want access to stuff. And and one of the new normals we're seeing now, which is the impact of, of services like like Uber and Taxify and, and so on, where there we're starting to see people re looking at owning cars. Yes. And and I've spoken to a few people who've said that the car they're driving now is possibly the last car they'll drive. And I think in my case that's true. I don't think I'll own a car after this one. Um, and if it, if it's not the last, definitely the last one is. So that's kind of now a new normal where I don't, want to, I don't want to own stuff and have a car that I'm paying for 24 hours a day but using two of those hours. I just want access when I need it. Uh, so that's, that's one great story to tell. The other, of course, is teenagers, how they're using technology and interacting with the world, and that freaks parents out, and teenagers get freaked out with their parents because their parents are freaking out about the wrong things. So what is the new normal there? So these are the, these are the stories I tell. Okay. Yeah. For the record, I used to have a magnificent CD collection. Yes. And DVD collection. My ex-wife now has a magnificent <laughs> CD. <laughs> just putting it out but there. But it's now no, no longer a useful it's, it's it's not. collection. It's not. I mean, yes. um, listen, I've still got, I'm, I'm still old-fashioned enough. Um, I've purchased 99.9999% of my music, mm. but it's stored on a hard drive now. Yes. Um, or it's stored on memory sticks. Mm -hmm. um, we often, we do Flashback Fridays. You've been to of a Flashback course. Friday. I remember the days when I used to lug milk crates. six or seven of these massive milk crates or record boxes and stagger up the stairs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I walk in with two memory sticks, well, carrying more music mm -hmm. than what I used to. 
And no, absolutely. Well, listen, I'm a big fan of karaoke. My wife and I do karaoke. We're well, we're pretty good at it, but we like going. And and uh, and and similarly, I, I remember not too long ago, I was at a place and said, oh, "I want to I want to sing this song," and they said, "Well, we don't have it," but they downloaded within a few minutes. It had been downloaded and it was now available. So that is the world we're coming to and are arriving at is access. I just, whatever I want to need right now, I somehow have access to it. But now, when you talk about this, um, things like uh, Netflix. Netflix, mm. no, no more do you have to go out and rent videos or DVDs. Mm. You see videos, I still say videos. But I mean, my girlfriend and I the other weekend, we were like, wouldn't it be nice to, to rent a DVD and just kind of chill out and, uh, you know, enjoy do you think you can find a DVD rental store these days? They're like hen's teeth. David, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting over <laughs> the shock of you deciding you to find a DVD shop. I don't understand. <laughs> it was nostalgia, okay? We were thinking because I walked in the uh, we were sitting in the car and somebody said something. I was going Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> and we we're like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, and then we eventually resorted. The to next Netflix. time you're having that issue, give me a call. I'll mm. sort. I'll sort you out. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about that. This new normal. Things are changing. People. I mean, for a while, the, the, the sort of buzzword used to be disruptive technology, mm. and and to a degree it is. I mean, you and I are of an age. You seem to have, have sort of embraced this new technology a lot more easily than than I have. I mm. think I've been dragged kicking and screaming into the digital mm. era, but. Things have, have literally changed that much. And mm. I found myself having to embrace social media and what it does and how it does. And in fact, that's what my company does now. And I started out going, okay, we'll just be a web design company. Mm. Not a chance, buddy. It's not going to cut it mm. these days at all. So now we found ourselves ending up being digital content creators because this thing called the interwebs, mm is so hungry for content. And and driven by it and driven by it constantly. And you think, well, how much, you know, we're generating so much content every single day. It's hard to, it's hard to kind of keep up with it. And you would, and you would think surely there's enough, you know, how many, there's so many cat videos yet, uh, yet there's an, 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 an inexhaustible market for cat videos and other content. But it it is true that Every business today should be thinking of themselves as a technology business and how do they become digital. And they should also be thinking of themselves as media businesses in generating content and, 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 and putting it out there. And so this is, and that is again, part of the new normal is now we're all content creators or we should be. And uh, so we're media businesses, we're digital businesses and... Uh, and it is easy to become overwhelmed by it because there's so much you can do and so many possibilities and you go, well, wow, where do I start? But the barriers to entry are kind of low and you can kind of just get, you can get started with something, put yourself out there and kind of build it as you go. Because I've, I've found as well, a lot of businesses are, are, are kind of throwing their hands up and going, okay, we know we've got to be on Twitter, we know we're going, but we don't know what to put there. Well, you know, it starts with this, David. And, and, you know, if you think about yourself as an individual and you've struggled, as you've admitted you've struggled with oh, embracing yeah. this new technology. Oh, yeah. And it's not so much the technology itself. It's, it's thinking with the new technology because, you know, you've, you've grown up in a time, certain things were ingrained in us when we were kids. Like these are unalterable truths about the world, about business. And, and, and part of what we're struggling with is we're having to unlearn these unalterable truths are no are actually no longer true. So it's re it, 
It's thinking about the world in new and different ways, and that's what we're struggling with. And you're struggling as an individual. Most biggest sort of businesses that are being run by people of a certain age, like yourself or myself, yes. um, you know, now you know they've got a bunch of young upstarts and people saying, "Oh, we got to get on social media and we got to go digital and we got to do all these amazing things. We should write an app," and it freaks everybody out. Yeah. So, and the, and the reason it freaks us out is that. We're trying to think of digital tools and the digital world in an analog way. And, and, and you can't. You've, you've got to understand what business means in a digital world. Then, then the technology becomes, starts to make sense and, 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 and you start to find the opportunities in embracing technology. Well, let's, let's have a talk about that. I mean, and, and when we come back, we can have a little bit of a chat about what business means in a digital age and mm. in, in a digital kind of business. And are we, in fact, going to be going that way? I mean, are our brick-and-mortar buildings as we know them uh, going to eventually become a thing of the past? I know uh, you've got some thoughts on that. In fact, uh, we'll chat about your podcast as well later. Mm. But your podcast, you chatted to a, a, a great guy who knows these things, yes. Dr. Graham Codrington. Yes. So you've got some thoughts for us. So we'll chat about that in just a little while. It is Mix 93.8, legendary radio for you. What's involved on a Monday night? David Watts on Mix 93.8. Mix 93.8 Legendary Radio. I'm David Watts. This is What's Involved, as we do each and every Monday night between 6 and 7. My guest in studio is a professional speaker, published author, and podcaster, Ryan Hogarth. How's he? Ryan, welcome back. Thank you very much. So before the break, we said that we were going to come back and we're going to talk about what is this thinking digitally mm. for a business and, you know, brick and mortar buildings and businesses. Um are they a thing of the past? Are they fading out? Where do you see things going? Definitely not. Um, and and part of the, I guess, all the hype, if you look 10 years ago, it was like, oh, online online shopping is going to wipe out shopping malls and wipe out. And in the conference industry, it's like video conferencing is going to wipe out the conference industry. And and really what we're, what we're seeing is, is uh, right now we talk about being online and offline. Mm. You know, so we can have an online meeting with Skype or an email or whatever. Or we say, oh, listen, we should meet offline and we go and have a cup of coffee what we're what we're seeing now and 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 the 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 near future is going to be really those two things coming together we have the internet of things where everything you know there's going to be anything that can have a sensor in it will so you know you you have your uh, alexa is a, is a prime example yeah. isn't it alexa yeah well it, absolutely so you've got you've got this piece of digital that's informing you about about the quote-unquote real world and what's going on around you uh, your phone will be able you know b- between sort of virtual or augmented reality for example you can point your phone or wear a pair of glasses or whatever and look at something and, and you will see a, a digital overlay on that and it'll give you information about what you're looking at or what you might need. Or, you know, if I see you in the street and I'm going, damn, I know that face, but I don't know, you know, to say, hey, Ryan, that's David Watson. You know him from here and you met, so I can go, hey, Dave, high five. Uh, so it's really going to be these two worlds coming into one uh, one complete world, I guess, which comprises mm. online and offline. Now, now you spoke about you spoke about uh, virtual reality, augmented mm. reality. Mm. That was that was a massive hype a little while ago, and it kind of it came in with a bang, but it was more like a damn squib. And this, it's just my impression of South Africa. All of no, all of these technologies go through that cycle where it's like this is a, this is going to change the world. And you know, last year it was Bitcoin. The year before that, it was virtual reality. And it's mm. like you know, the blockchains this and virtual reality is that. 
and all of it, and then you realize, okay, well, it's not quite as much as the hype said, but now it sort of settles into the reality, and, and virtual reality will absolutely become integrated into our lives. And virtual reality is, is now being used quite a lot where you have doctors, if they have to do an operation, they're doing it virtually. So they're there with their glasses, you know, with a big ass mask mm-hmm. on or whatever, and, they're, and, you, and you've got a virtual heart. And so you can actually study and sort of practice the surgery on this virtual thing before you go in and do it and understand what it is you need to do. Um, or uh, even doctors who are sort of doing it with, you know, there's robots and they're sitting with a, they're on a monitor and uh, running controls where robots are getting into the body and, uh, you know, sort of yeah. doing it remotely. So it's, it's absolutely going to have an effect. The other thing that's also very high in the hype cycle now, of course, is artificial intelligence. And, and, and there's two distinct camps where it's... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's Terminator, and we're all going to be, as soon as AI gets to a level, there's going to be no more human beings, whereas the reality is, is yes, there's things we need to be cautious of and understand as we, as we progress, but this is, it's already part of our lives. If you use Siri or OK Google, you're already using artificial intelligence, and you already love it. So it's already, it's already part of our lives. Yeah, Siri and I don't get along well. Well, try, try Google. Google and I have a fantastic relationship. Really? And I'm doing, I find I'm doing more and more with my voice. And that's going to be, uh, I was talking to Peter Geldenhuis, who's a, who's a futurist, a proper futurist. And, and, and he said there is enough information in that they can make a call that the next big thing is going to be the ubiquitous personal assistant, which is using your voice to get things done, whether it's navigating or booking a movie or a restaurant. or I mean, I already use it to send messages and WhatsApps to people. It's all controlled with my voice. And, uh, and, and that is AI. And the more it is used, the smarter it gets, the better it gets. And, and so it becomes almost as rapidly as technology is moving, it's also imperceptible. You know, you, you sort of very almost unnoticed start to use something like using your voice and then the next thing you're depending on it. Well, you think about SMSs when they came out. Foreign mm. technology, now WhatsApp, voice notes. Mm. But you talk AI and things like that, and I've seen it. Mm. Very, it's a very divisive kind of technology. Mm. But I mean... Facebook, you got chatbots on Facebook. Mm, absolutely, and there was a great experiment last year where uh, Facebook was testing chatbots and how they so they they set up two to talk to each other, um, you know, to see how they kind of developed and went. And and what got a few people freaked out is that within within a very short order, the chatbots developed their own language, um, and 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 that kind of that, that sort of plays into the whole fear of where AI is going to go. the plug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but absolutely, it's part of you know the algorithms that that Google serves up so that you get what you want, that Facebook tries to understand what you might like and see. And, and, now, there's, and now there's conversations that have to happen around that, A, privacy, but B, you know, while we like the convenience of stuff, it gets a little bit, you get freaked out when you understand how much Google or Facebook knows about you. But that, that's the thing. And I've heard theories like Facebook are watching you because people are saying, I'll have a conversation about, uh, I'd like to know where to buy the next greatest pool noodle thing. Mm. And the next second on your Facebook timeline, there it comes, adverts and etc. Now that's et now that's obvious and easy, yeah. but and and you. Uh, and, you, and we all get annoyed by it. It's like, you know, well, I bought my pool noodle now and why am I still getting adverts for it? Yes. But that's a very obvious form of it. Uh, there's a lot more subtly that's going on where Facebook is presenting you with what you th- what it thinks you want to see. And, and that's lending into the argument of, of 
keeping people divisive because you're not seeing multiple points yeah, of view. I, can you're, I not make my own mind up what I want to see? And you're being fed everything that you agree with. And, oh, yes, yes, whether it's political, religious or otherwise. Um, so, so uh, I mean, that becomes a whole topic of conversation on its own. But as highlighted, you mentioned Graham Codrington and we did a podcast and uh, and his point along this is that individual, you've got to be responsible for how you interact with the world. Uh, in the same way that, you know, when you bought a car and a house and a, when you when you were economically active, you had to be responsible for how you went about doing it. Now you've got to be a responsible digital citizen. And we all, every time you sign up for a service, there's a very long, complicated terms and terms and conditions. We all say agree and the we move on. you just hit agree on. Exactly. So, but you've got to understand what data Facebook is keeping about you, what Google is, and you and be responsible for your stuff. What do you want known? What do you not want known? Because if you if you use Google regularly and you navigate with either Waze or with, or with uh, Google Maps... Uh, you know, you can go into Google Maps and say, where was I on the 14th of October last year? It'll tell you where you were at 12 o'clock, how long you spent there and how long it took you to drive there from where you were before. Uh, so wow. it's, it's very, and, and if you've ever done a voice search, that voice search has been recorded and you can hear yourself giving a voice search two years ago. That's pretty creepy, but that's what Google is using to understand you better. I don't know. I must, I must tell you that auntie that lives in my phone from Google Maps not the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> Either that or she's got a problem with me because I've been trying to take her into fields, meadows, and down the side of cliffs. Look, I don't know the details, David. Conspiracy. But, Conspiracy. but I, will, <laughs> I, I will venture to suggest that you may well be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> possible, possible. Anyway, so listen, uh, we are chatting to Ryan Hogarth. You mentioned podcasts. Yes. Um, I'm a fan. It's something that I've, I've sort of started to get into. And uh, we have... Uh, started podcasting as well mm. as have you. So I think when we when we come mm. back, let's talk about it Absolutely. because it is one of those future technologies exciting, that's yeah. becoming more and more mm. prevalent. Um, and I'd like to talk to you about what your thoughts are on podcasting and in South Africa as well. Great, fantastic stuff. David Watts on Mix ninety three point eight. Legendary Radio Mix 93.8. What's involved on a Monday night? My guest in studio with me, Ryan Hogarth. We were talking about the new normal and then uh, podcasting. And I, and I sort of, when I actually got hold of you, Ryan, I said to you, what? I've seen you doing a podcast. I do them as well. Mm. Let's talk. Um, and it fascinated me that there was this, this technology, this thing called podcasting. And I wanted to find out a little bit more about it. And it literally was like opening up a whole new world. Mm. Um, and I thought, wow, everybody must be doing this. I mean, here in South Africa, there must be hundreds and thousands of us. Mm. And there's not. Not so much. Not so much. So talk to me about podcasting and your understanding. Okay, well, I think let's talk about the, this new normal, the idea. It is changing behavior, changing the way we behave, the way we, the way we think. So podcasting is... Essentially, I guess it's, it's mostly audio. Most podcasts tend to be audio only. And if we think about YouTube, how YouTube revolutionized generating video content, you know, 10, 12 years ago when they kind of came online and people were suddenly becoming YouTubers and people were becoming stars because of YouTube. And Justin Bieber made his, you know, became famous because of YouTube. Um, and it's interesting that video was first. So podcasting is kind of YouTube, but for audio. For, mm. for radio in a way. But and it's not radio. No, no, it's not. And, and it's very important we make that point. But, uh, yes, uh, we, we but I guess to. it's democratized 
audio broadcasting in the same way that YouTube kind of democratized in in a way uh, video content. Yes. Uh, you know, anybody can produce video content, get it up and have the possibility of lo- a lot of the world seeing it. You know, who, you know, Gangnam Style, uh, you know, he's now over 2 billion views. Was that his plan? Probably not. Would he have done it through traditional means? Maybe not. But yeah, he put it on YouTube, it went viral and 2 billion people have now seen it. So podcasting is, is really grabbing, in theory, it's very easy. It's sort of grabbing a microphone, sitting down with someone or just recording your own voice and your thoughts and your your thoughts and ideas about the world and then uploading it to a podcast service and there's many 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 of them and and then you can distribute that content via social media and and it is it's, it sounds great now what what fascinated me about it is um, it, it's it's not radio and I'm a radio mm. presenter yes. so for me to go it's not radio it's not it's people that have so many varied interests. I mean, from if you'd like to start keeping marine fish as a hobby, mm. there's a podcast for that. Correct. If you're into making ceramic dolls, there's podcasts for that. Investing. I met a guy yesterday. Uh, lives in America. He's out in South Africa for a few days. He's a divorce lawyer for men. So he looks after the interests of men. So all his yes. clients are men. And he did a podcast, a 50, 50 episodes of a podcast about family law, particularly addressing issues that men should be thinking about if they're getting divorced. And he did 50 episodes. He hasn't done a new one in 16 months. And he reckons that's generated him over the last three years about three hundred and fifty to $400,000 of business because people searching came across his podcast, listened to a couple of episodes and then called him and said, hey, I need your, I need your help with, my, with what's going on. So that's... That's incredible. Uh, you know, what would, what sort of radio advertising might he have had to do uh, to get the same kind of revenue? I don't know, but it's, a, it's an interesting thing. He just literally sat down and had sort of 30-minute podcasts about particular aspects of family law. Now, this is massive in the States at yes. the moment. Some of the stats I've seen, people are getting millions upon millions of downloads. Yes. Um, there's a couple of big names. Um, I'm probably more familiar with them than you would be because I obsessed about it, I think, a lot more than yes. you did. Um, so, so there's a couple of the big guys. Um, and the UK as well, very, very big in the UK. And literally on any subject that you can think mm. of. So there, it's not traditional radio because this you can choose what you want to listen to and when you want to listen mm. to it. So a lot of people have gone, ah, oh, I don't know. And, and to my mind, radio stations in South Africa have heard about podcasting and they go, okay, well, we're just going to grab a show and put it mm. on. Uh, I'm not entirely certain. No, in large measure, that's where South Africa has gone. And, and most that's of the podcasts here are, as you say, so, you know, a breakfast show or this show, that show, then gets dumped somewhere afterwards and now it's podcastable and maybe it's broken up into digestible chunks. And, and that's not podcasting in its in its in its true form and only i think we're starting to see more and more south african individuals you know people like matt brown uh you know he's got the matt brown show and he you know he's done reasonably he's done reasonably well with it um and then hopefully there's my podcast which will be wildly successful but as you say, it's what is your niche? What do you want to talk about? And it's a lot more freeform. You know, radio is live. So you've got from this time to that time and you've got to work it out because you've got your ad breaks, you've got your links, you've got your mm. this, you've got that. And it's very structured, whereas a podcast can be quite freeform. You know, it can be 10 minutes long. It could be yeah. an hour and a half long. I know one guy who does three hours and then he breaks it up into chunks. So you can pretty much do whatever you want, but it requires a new way of thinking. And what radio has done is, has gone, oh, it's like a, it's like a different 
broadcast channel. So we'll take all our all yeah. our all our programs, dump them there so that they're accessible later. That's not when we when I'm talking about podcasting, I'm talking about a guy like me or David like you or anyone who's got who says, yeah, you know what, I've got something to say. I've got an opinion on on koi fish or whatever it mm, might be. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna do that. So it, it is very niche, whereas radio tent you know, you try and build up a loyal audience. Um, but a lot of it tends to be sort of you capturing guys as they're as they're navigating through. Whereas podcast is incredibly niche, and you've got to have someone that is very interested in you because they're going for the effort of subscribing to your thing, yes. and then it's downloading. And so it's a kind of a different way of thinking. And I think people have uh, why I think podcasting is going to grow more in South Africa is that there is a growing realization that you're not chained to radio stations when you're driving in your car. That's probably the most wasted time ever. When you're working out, going on the train, Mm, whatever you're doing. And it doesn't detract from radio. And again, I've seen seen the people going, oh, podcasting will be the death of radio. No, No, it won't. Not even close. Um, It's a a totally different concept. Mm. Um, And radio stations that take shows, we do it here at Mix, Mm. take shows and put them on the, the station's website. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Brilliant, because then if something good happened, I can re-listen to it. But if I'm looking for something specific, Mm. then that's what I want to do. So when this comes to the new normal and podcasting, um, I am a convert. I'm an evangelist. I will Mm. tell you this right now. I believe if you've got – if you're a – okay, maybe not if you're a stamp collector. But, I mean, if you're into anything interesting, if you've got a passion and you want to share it, and Mm. this is where I think the big thing comes in. Um, because the majority of podcasts are not going out there to sell at you. Yes. They're going out to freely share information, um, and it becomes a relationship. It becomes Mm. this two-way street where people will – you build up authority in your area, Mm. whether it be building model warships or whatever. Is that why you started yours? I started mine because I – I am in the in the content business. I'm a I'm a professional speaker, so I'm talking at conferences about about the world of 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 technology, of digital, how the world is evolving and moving. So what the podcast does for me is it is it gets me to find great digital stories. And they can be they can be sort of high level or just, you know, how people are using apps. You know, I want to, I've got an episode coming up where I'm talking to teenagers and saying, how do you use technology? Why do you, and trying to understand their use of technology. That That's a great story to tell. So it's interesting and hopefully entertaining, but it also it provides me with content that I can then share with others, A, through the podcast, B, through the speaking work that I do. Um, and, and then as a, as a marketing exercise, I guess it's, it's a brand building exercise for me. Uh, you mm. know, if, you know, as you're, as you're building up a, an audience or an awareness of the sort of content you're industry, interested in the content that you produce, it's also a wonderful way to open doors, uh, you know, to, to meet people. It, it's hard to say, hi, I'm Ryan. I'd love to come and chat with you about what I do. And they're like, well, who are you and why? Yeah. What you? But, it, but if I say, listen, I'm doing an episode on, on, on something and I'd love your thoughts. I'd love to, you to be part of it. Great. It opens doors that way. And it's just, and then, I have to say I really enjoy doing it because it gets me to find people and interact and unearth these incredible digital stories. It's it's one of the most fun and for me frustrating things that I have yet done mm. because I come from, and I, th- I guess this maybe makes me different, I come from a radio background, okay? So I'm used to desks being laid out, clocks, yes. playlists, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm used to it being exactly there. I'm used to having all the processing, et cetera, et cetera, and suddenly, now we're going to do this podcast mm. thing. I'm used to 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of rands worth of studio around me. Podcasting, you don't need mm. that. You know, and, and it's taken me a while. I'm still not there to get over the fact that it needs to be absolutely perfect. Right. Um, and some of the things the guys say, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. Get it out there. Um, but also what it does, I found, is um, people start to see you as an authority in your niche and they mm. begin to relate to you. Now, the reason that I started it out, I started out with a friend of mine, Tim Keyes, who owns the Sales Institute. Um, and I was talking about podcasting and becoming an evangelist about the whole thing. And he goes, well, let's try it. And this is, this is basically our one podcast is our podcast journey about mm. these two sort of bumbling 50-year-olds and how they've now tried to do this mm. podcasting and what we learn along the way and what we can share with people. Yours is about telling digital stories. Mm. So, you know, it's, and, and it's brilliant. I mean, mm. now that I've figured out a whole lot of bits and pieces, um, now we can record it and we can edit it and I can put it out there. We aim for once a week. <clears throat> we kind of get it right sometimes. Mm. Sometimes it's not exactly once a week. Um, and there's just a sense of accomplishment and achievement. It's like, you know, it's, and it's very different from doing mm. a great radio show because a radio show's on and it's gone. Podcasts are there. Yes, Forever. correct. You know, and, and that's, that's amazing because you build It's incredibly audience. liberating, David, you know, with the idea that uh, almost anybody can do it. And in truth, you know, obviously you want to produce a high-value show, but uh, you really could. There are podcasters who do very well, and they, they will record audio on their phone. You know, they'll plug in a mic into their phone or just straight into the, mic, uh, the phone's microphone and, and interview someone and get audio that way. Um, so... And what this has all given us when we see YouTube and some of the production value of YouTube videos is not great, but we've become less discerning about it has to be slick yeah. and beautiful and wonderful. It is content. Are you, are you adding some kind it's of value, value to me? Yes. And if I am a stamp collector and I'm passionate about it and I find someone who's doing a show on it, how awesome. I want And so I'm not too picky about, wow, you should, could have used a better microphone or his jingle's not that cool, yeah. um, but, but his, his, his info, his content is really good. Well, then I'm sold. Then I'm, you know, I'm one of your 12 evangelical fans. Yeah, and that's great because yes. that will build and build and build and build Correct. organically. So now... Your podcasts, mm. where does one find them? Probably the easiest way is, uh, you know, it's, it's on everything. But if, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have an app on your phone that you listen to podcasts with. Just Stitch, Stitcher, by the way, just yes. for some people that don't know. If you want to be able to listen to podcasts, Stitch is a great way of doing yeah. it. App. <coughs> and there's a number, yeah, and there's a number of them. Uh, you know, there's Podcast Addict, there's Do you have uh, some that you FM. recommend? Uh, I use Podcast Addict and I use Player FM. They kind of between the two, they sort of seem okay. to fill my needs. Um, and if you search Ryan Hogarth, uh, you will find it, and you just hit subscribe. I've also gone the route of I do video my podcast as you're videoing this show, and you're you're also videoing your podcast. Yes, yeah. This is um, this is part of the What's Involved crew standing here, Donovan yeah. and Karika. Hello from What's Involved <laughs> Productions. Thank you very much. <laughs> so so because people consume their content differently, you know, some mm. people want to be on YouTube, some want the audio only. Yeah. So, you know, my podcast goes up on YouTube, it goes up on Facebook, it goes up on LinkedIn, and it goes up on SoundCloud where, you know, you can subscribe or through any podcast app. Some people want to listen to podcasts while they're driving. You know, you get a 20-minute podcast, great. I'll download it and when I'm driving somewhere, I'll listen to it then. Others are quite happy for it to play on YouTube while they're working or whatever. So my theory is be where people are and between those platforms I should reach most uh, so that's the kind of the route I've gone so you can go to YouTube search sure. Ryan Hogarth on YouTube you'll find it and you can subscribe there or any podcast app but now 
Can we do something as simple as going to your website? Absolutely, Ryan. RyanHogarth.com, but yeah, you can subscribe there, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's I think, my point, of, my, my point of call. I'm also on Stitcher, I'm mm. on uh, iTunes, the whole lot. But for us, what we do is, is it's, it's on the website. Mm. Obviously, we do a little blog post about it, and then it gets, mm. from there, it gets put out on RSS feed. So if you subscribe every time there's a new episode, it'll automatically pop up and say, yeah, those crazy guys have done something else again. Mm. So RyanHogarth.com yes. uh, to find it. Uh, you can get ours at whatsinvolved.com. That's W-A-T-T-S-I-N-V-O-L-V-E-D.com. You have no idea how... St- I thought that was such a clever business name. <laughs> you have no idea how many people get it wrong. W-H-A-T. What's... Anyway, but I absolutely love podcasting, and I love what it does, and it's, it's a totally different experience. And can I ask you this? If, if somebody's out there listening, um, would you, if somebody just gave you, dropped your mail and said, hi, Ryan, I'm interested in what you're doing. Mm. Maybe they've got a digital story. I, I want my podcast to be driven by people who hear an episode and say, you know what, here's a great story that should be told. Or, you know, what about this? What about that? So I absolutely, I, I, I want to have the engagement from, from anybody who's, who's interested in the story being told, whether it's, you know, it might be something they've experienced or something that they're doing new and different or uh, – in their, in their, a friend, a mate, a business, whatever it is, absolutely. If you get hold of me, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to include it in an episode. I'd love to explore whatever stories are out there because there are some really, really great ones. If you know, if we think about the way, the way we're using uh, mobile phones, the way we're using apps, the way we're using social media to organise groups. You know, uh, I was thinking about you know things like a simple you know, neighbourhood WhatsApp group. Those seem to be incredibly active and. Uh, and you, and, and whenever you go to a dinner party, someone's someone's bitching about you know the neighbourhood WhatsApp group and some guy on it who's always doing something right or something wrong or being an ass or whatever it might be. So, but that's a whole new way of organising ourselves, you know, through mm. through WhatsApp. That's a great story to tell. But I, and for me as well, I mean, as I said, I become a bit of an evangelist. So. Our podcasts basically tell you how we started off. So in the first episode, it's what equipment we used, where we found it. Um, it's what websites we use, who hosts our, 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 our sort of uh, our podcasts at the moment and, and just our trials and tribulations. Mm. But from my side as well, if you want to find out more about podcasting, if I can direct you anywhere, do anything, it's really, really easy. David at whatsinvolved.com. Uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, I'll give you some answers if I have mm-hmm. if I don't I'm pretty sure I can find somebody to refer you to Ryan you happy for people to absolutely I, I'm, I, I, I love the exchange of ideas I love talking to people about uh, whatever they're trying to do and and you know if I if what I have to say can be of any value with the greatest of pleasure it's a, it's an awesome thing to to be involved with and to consider doing uh, you know it is it's fun uh, absolutely and people do it for different reasons you know I've got a sort of very solid business reason I'm behind why where I want to go with it but you know if you've just got if you're an opinionated person and you're passionate about something and you want to just get it out there you can do it for almost next to nothing if you want if 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 there's an intent to make a living from it well then there's a different expectation and a different investment i think but whether whatever it is it's something you can do you can grow into that as well you can start and see how it goes yes and i think this is the problem with so many south africans i don't know if you sort of procrastinate i certainly went oh and then i me being Mm. in broadcasting for 25 five odd years was going oh but i don't know if it'll be good enough yes i don't know if i can do this i don't know if people will like what Mm -hmm. i have to say and then one of the best pieces of advice i've ever heard regarding 
this new normal and this content creation is just get it out mm. there. Get out there. You will find and, and be guided by what you find out. People will engage with you and and or they, or, and if they don't, well, that in itself is a, a measurement. So okay, maybe I need to adjust and rethink, or maybe I need to distribute it further, or get a you know put a bit more effort behind getting people to hear it. But it is a case of just start, just get out there, just. Yeah. Be out there. And I, for one, would love more South African podcasts. Yes. I want to know what's happening in our country. I want to know about the interesting people in our country. Correct. Entrepreneurs, farmers, uh, students, every facet of life. Not Because uh, I don't think uh, the wrong idea, and we've covered this a little bit, but you know, just taking a radio station and you know, all their programs and dumping it on, online and saying, great, we've got podcasts. There are fantastic stories by individuals. And that's, I think, the richness of, of, of what podcasting can be is, is these stories that exist in the country that mm. can be told. And they will only be told through podcasting because it's not going to fit the content plan of a radio station or they're not going to get to hear about it. But, you know, an individual in a small community can get great South African stories to be told. And let's, let's do that. I'm happy for people to just come in now. Where can I find more info on podcasting? Is there a website? That's from Monica. Monica, I, th- I hope between Ryan and I, we'll be able to steer you in the right mm-hmm. direction. We certainly um, have, have gotten a few battle scars. Episode one is done. Uh, of yours. Yes. Mine's episode two. I'm toying with the idea of making this episode three, purely because okay. uh, Timothy and I, my, the, my friend from the Sales Institute who does this along with me, exactly what we've spoken about tonight mm. is what we were going to put. So with your permission. Oh, with the greatest of pleasure, please. May, may we Absolutely. use this? Uh, we'll just, I'll, I'll change it around a bit. Permission you know. granted. Permission granted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been absolutely fantastic. And, and as always, it's too short. I mean, you know, we've run out of time, but that, yeah. Yeah, we, we're running out of time. One last thing, yes. okay, is when, when you talk about the new normal, um, I've seen stats that saying something like 70 to 80% of the searches um, on Google, or not, not necessarily Google, are going to be on YouTube. It's going to all be visual stuff. Are we becoming a lot more visual as Very well? Very much so. Uh, we are sort of heading, uh, heading video first. Uh, YouTube has been the second biggest search engine in the world for some years now. Uh, you know, where you, I had a great experience over the weekend. I am, I am not a handyman. All the tools I have in my house were bought by my wife. The, the, <laughs> Thanks, the drill, the, Yeah, the drill, the angle grinder, all of that stuff my wife bought. Um, so I'm not very good at this. And uh, I was out on Saturday. And Melissa called me and said, listen, the tap in the, in the kitchen's leaking. And I'm like, oh, man, it's a Saturday. Where am I going to get a plumber? And how do I t-? – and I was compl- I'm completely clueless about these things. But I got home. I felt so incredibly proud of myself. I searched on YouTube, fixing a kitchen tap. I found a three-minute video that took you through it. And on myself, I fixed my leaking kitchen tap. How amazing is that? So, yes, it is a, if you want to know about anything, you can go to YouTube and find Someone's made a video of it. Yeah, I know. The problem, <laughs> the problem is my girlfriend's listening and she's going to say, well, if he could do it, why can't you? <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> there are people for that, my love. We have people for that. Mm. Um, but, I mean, we, we just recently I, – I, I spoke about Donovan and Karik who, who are filming us here tonight – um, we've just recently gotten at what's involved purely because we're moving into this content space. Mm. The most amazing software, it's proprietary software, but it's now these little explainer because these 30-second, three-minute videos and then are becoming so, so important. Mm. So this software, uh, with it, Donovan and Kirika are able to do these 3D avatar videos. Yeah. Okay, so you literally have this 3D avatar standing there on screen selling your products, your specials, uh, they can do 
the the whiteboard videos, kinetic motion videos. Mm. But it's come so far, and I mean, the software, as far as we know, I'm looking over at Donovan, which doesn't help you that's listening. Uh, we're like the only, one of the very few people, if not the only people in the country that have this. Um, but the technology has evolved so, mm. so far that we can now do what would take sort of graphic designers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, hours and hours and days to do. We can do it in a matter of two hours. Mm. It's amazing. So what has that done? It's brought the cost down. Mm-hmm. So more and more people are now able to get those things. If you want to find out more about that, give us a call as well. RyanHogarth.com is the place to go. Uh, we've run out of time. As I said, love to chat to you again though, Ryan. Absolutely. And, uh, just give me a shout. And, and uh, it's, it's, we've got to know this is, this is the best time in human history ever. The world is healthier, safer, and more prosperous than it has ever been. There are great opportunities if you can think about the world and the way it has gone and, and, and look for the opportunities rather than go, oh, this technology, I don't understand it. I'm not interested in getting involved. Get involved. You can do amazing things. Lovely stuff. I look forward to seeing and hearing all about your podcasts. As I said, we can help uh, either myself, David at whatsinvolved.com or Ryan at ryanhogarth.com. Until next Monday, you guys take care of yourselves. And one more thing. Thanks for listening. David Watts on Mix 93.8.